Hi, this is Safia. And this is Sabrina. And you're listening to Young, Young People. People. Alright, now it's a brand new episode and we have our next guest. Okay, and it is Atika Abdul Wahid. Yay. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bit shy. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, like, introduce yourself. Okay, uh, so my name is Atika. I'm currently living in Kajang. I'm a writer and I'm currently studying in UM and doing my postgraduate. Right, nice. and what 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 are you researching on? I'm researching on American slavery, actually, um, mostly about women and uh, mothers specifically, right. because mothering during slavery was not only just it's under research, but it's also a lot of misunderstood. What drew you to the topic in the first place? I think it's the novel Toni Morrison, Beloved. Yeah. Wow, you're okay. <clears throat> yeah, it's the kind of book that is really haunting. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I really love the character Seth. Right. And I didn't really like the analysis written about her. Okay. Because a lot of them were kind of negative about her because she did kill her child. So, mm-hmm. spoiler alert. <laughs> Funny thing, just, just <laughs> yesterday, I finished writing. I was writing on video games, Ken. Mm-hmm. And then I... Um, I was drawing in stuff from Tony Morrison. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw okay. funny. That's why I was like, huh, mm-hmm. you talked about it because I, I wrote about it a bit Yeah, yesterday. Okay, so um, you're a writer. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you just talk a, a bit about where can we find your works? Mm, well, um, I wrote uh, three short stories and three different anthologies. One of it is Hungry in Ipoh. It's a fixy title. And another one is called the Tudong Anthology, which is under Matari Books. Mm-hmm. And the other one is called the Romang Anthology. Mm-hmm. Yes. And all three of them could be found in NPH. Yeah, NPH. I see the title. I mean, popular, I saw the. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you should How, get okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact I've actually given. Not sponsored, <laughs> I've actually given yeah, your Tudong Anthology as a gift. Oh, okay. To someone, yeah, hmm. who, who you should give it to yourself. <laughs> I should. <laughs> I mean, like, we had coffee just now, mm-hmm. and then um, Atika found out. I've been raving about how she's a writer, she's a writer, mm-hmm. so you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and then she basically, did she read my work? <laughs> I was like, uh, no. <laughs> it's okay, I asked all of my friends that, like, have you read it? But you know? many, okay, I, I'm genuinely curious. Mm-hmm. How many copies do you have of your own books? Mm. Copies, like, of the same? Well, actually, we as writers get extra copies, anyways. So you usually get five copies from the publisher. Mm-hmm. Oh, so nice. sometimes I would sell it off mm-hmm. to my friends, but lately like I'm my life, so I'm okay lasting pajila. So I have like around like ten. Right. Like just five for the Tudo anthology and five for Ramang. And then but for Hungry Nipo I kinda sold all the extra ones. So I have only one. Do you so, sell yeah. extra expensive? No. You make it cheaper or is the same fixed no, price? No, same price. <laughs> okay. no, don't try to make it like, <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> do you? Do, this do is you, not about the topic. <laughs> I mean, we're getting there. Okay, but I'm right. make, okay. Right. Do you make your parents read or your family mm. read your work? Actually, I don't want them to read. Okay, I, I can yeah. understand. Yeah. Because, um, especially the Tudong one, mm-hmm. uh, because it was kind of... Mm, it's polarizing, is what right. I'm gonna say. Mm. So, and my parents are kind of conservative in right. their own mm. way. So, I don't really wanna like test their limits right. or make them 
you know like, are they aware uh, that you've written something yeah because you know um, I always invite them to the launches and stuff because mm-hmm. I don't want to not include them in <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. but I always like especially sometimes they go like oh when can I read it and I'm like ah later I don't know but they always get to read it anyways because they would just go into my room and just yeah because you have so many yeah, copies yeah exactly so and what did they say Mm, I think for the Tudung anthology, my mom didn't say anything, <laughs> which I'm like, okay, thank God, you know. And it's not that just she approves. I think she just doesn't want to go there, right? You know. Mm. Uh, for the Romang one, she's like not happy with it because I think she thinks it's too dark or something, right? Mm. Yeah. Right. But it's fiction, right? Mm, yeah. But yeah, I can't tell because it's a spoiler. But something bad uh, happened okay, at the okay, end where okay. it's like. Really bad. Like some I, people have actually come up to me, like I don't think she deserved that. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> so like, why not? You know, yeah. I I actually relate to that because mm-hmm. like there are certain things that I wanted to write and I've I've done. I'm finished with it. Mm-hmm. But it's just that I don't know if I want to let it out to the world because yeah. of my parents. Yeah. Not because other people. And yeah. I just I was I was at one point considering seriously considering mm-hmm. of publishing under a pen name. <laughs> but how bad can it be? It's pretty bad. <laughs> like, 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 what kind of content are we talking about? Later. <laughs> what? Excuse me. It's my podcast. Yeah. Our podcast. Okay, I get to control All content. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, anyways, talking about Tudong, mm-hmm. Tudong has definitely something have to do with our topic today mm-hmm. yeah. to a certain extent. Okay. So, uh, to give you guys an introduction to what we're going to talk mm-hmm. about today is that we. Uh, as young people, we are starting on a uh, mini series of exploring um, Malaysian women experiences from the uh, from the lens of one's race, right? So for our first episode, uh, we are going to dissect the Malay women experience, mm-hmm. and that's why we have Akika here mm. today, and we have the two of us as well because mm-hmm. we're Malay women. Yeah. Um, and we, what the reason why we're we doing this? Um, Part of it is because uh, we want to see whether, to what extent is there a, a universal Malay woman experience and at the same time, how does that experience itself ha- can be different based <coughs> on one's race. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for today, we're going to focus on the Malay woman. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, since Atika also is a Malay woman, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, so uh, it was like we planned this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we <laughs> uh, don't throw me off, girl. Don't throw me off. <laughs> like, um, is that uh, we um, want to explore? We start things off with mm-hmm. the Malay woman stereotype. Mm. Okay, so we'll because since Atika is the guest, let's just throw out as many, and we'll just mm-hmm. pick and choose whatever we like. And Serena as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll share what I've found for my friends as well mm-hmm. so atika you do the honors what are some common malay women stereotypes that you're aware of i think submissive right like obedient malay girl oh, like <laughs> submissive obedient malay girl kind of frumpy frumpy yeah frumpy wire i think um there's this idea like um especially if you're wearing hijab and stuff mm-hmm. you're not Attractive. Like attractive Like sexually attractive mm-hmm. Or just like Physically attractive Because mm-hmm. you buy you Yeah exactly And I think um, They don't expect Personality Sometimes mm. You know They don't expect Like a loud personality Or even an interesting one mm-hmm. So they just think Like they could just Glaze you over Or whatever Okay mm-hmm. so that's Some of the things That you wear yeah. What about you Sabrina <laughs> mm, I guess for me 
like some people that I've met, <coughs> uh, the stereotype would be like, oh, nak kawin je, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. that's one. <laughs> Cepat kawin. Cepat kawin, mm. yeah, that's the mm. main stereotype. I mean, one of the main ones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How about you? Uh, Cepat kawin was like one of one of my colleagues at work would say. Because like, mm-hmm. I've been going around the past week. Not Asking really people bit. randomly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, can't say past week also two days are uh, Monday and Tuesday before okay. election. Yeah, I was just like, hey guys, like, what are some common Malaysia types? Because I've been told, okay, cepat kahwin, yeah, selalu nak kahwin, cepat kahwin, cannot speak English. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a big, big thing. One. Yeah. yeah, like I actually had during an interview, they said like, oh, you speak um English pretty well for um, Malay. Malay. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I, yeah, story of my life. Story of my life. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was a job interview, so I can't say anything <laughs> much. I'm like, mm, thank you. Yeah. All right. I mean, did they did they look at your degree? Yeah, they did. But I think you know, like spoken English is different. Yeah. Than uh, a degree. Yeah. 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 So that's that, <laughs> and then uh, upper um. Well, I I found out mm-hmm. apparently because I, I my students are generally they're predominantly uh, Chinese students mm-hmm. and apparently there's a there's a term for hijabi women. Really? Yeah, I found out. Okay. It's called one wonton. What's wonton? Why? Wontons because we're like package. Oh, <laughs> like we're okay. wrapped up, we're bundled up. Yeah. But wontons I mean, are delicious, though. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <They are. laughs> exactly. So I was like. Cool. Uh, they don't mean anything, but it's just like because we look like package people, so it's oh. like wontons. Um, I don't know how to. Uh, I can't get that yeah. picture out of my mind <laughs> now. Positive or negative? They said like no. I asked, is that mm-hmm. positive or negative? They said no. It's just what we see. Yeah. <laughs> wontons. Okay. Um, From now on, I'll only see wonton people. <laughs> uh, and then Apalia uh, is um, not knowing. I don't know how to speak English. Mm-hmm. Not a leader. Mm. Cannot be leaders Uh, And submissive is very much a Mm -hmm. big thing Okay so Let's Now that we've laid out Some of the stereotypes That we're aware of Like maybe Atika like Do you want to start on Maybe experiences Or stories that You know Did you have to overcome The stereotypes Or break the stereotypes Hmm Actually Because that's the thing Like When I open my mouth People just kind of knew that I'm not typical. Yeah. The typical, not a typical yeah. Malay woman. Yeah. So, like, it's... They don't really kind of throw stereotypes at me. Right. You know what I mean? Do you, But do you realize that you... Let's say if you keep quiet mm-hmm. and you're in a situation mm-hmm. and then suddenly, like, my jam, do you feel <clears throat> that people are, like, glazing over you until mm-hmm. you open up your mouth? I think so. I think... Yeah, that's the thing, because I always open up my mouth. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of a moment where I wasn't um, vocal. Yeah. Hmm. Have you ever been thrown uh, the term, <clears throat> you're a modern Malay woman? Yeah, I think so. What do you mean? Uh, what, what do you understand about that term? Hmm, I think it's like liberal something mm-hmm. and you know like Malaysian they have like weird idea of what liberal means yeah so um, but that's the thing like most of them who actually say that are like my Chinese friends or something right mm. you know so I don't know if it's like a positive thing or a negative thing but it's never really like a title that sits well with me because mm. I don't know what that means like in context like yeah. in a larger picture like exactly. oh you know am I like special or something yeah. or like uh, am I different You know And what's wrong with Just being A Malay woman Yeah So but it's hard because 
I don't know how to say this. <laughs> this is a mad podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me just like because I totally re- like one of the reasons that led me to this was the fact that uh-huh. the reason why when I told okay, uh-huh. so me and me and um, me and Atika had coffee just uh-huh. now before yeah. getting here. Uh, I I was telling her like one reason why I wanted to have this this episode was that I am struggling with my identity. Uh-huh. Starting, which is a bit weird. Like I thought I would, I I was, I never struggled, mm-hmm. but now I start thinking because I am growing <coughs> to a new person. I just wanted to understand what does it mean to be a Malay woman, and the trigger for that mm-hmm. was exact was because growing up, I've been told, okay, Malay women are like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, by the way, because I have a lot of non-Malay friends, mm-hmm. generally, yeah. you're one of the. I can actually can come with one hand how many in this point in this point in my life. One, like on one hand How many Malay friends I actually have But you live in Shalom But I don't hang out with A lot of my friends now mm-hmm. They're not from here oh, Like okay. I see on a day to day basis But were you like You went to a Shalom school? Yeah oh, So okay. that was So the, my <coughs> best friends lah mm-hmm. So those are the okay. One hand lah Yang I oh, boleh I think because I went to UIA Right yeah. So okay. my idea of stereotype Is different Right Because my stereotypes Came from like Malay people from rural areas. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, okay, yeah. so you wow. Can, you can okay. have, so you can have two sides now. Right, yeah. because yeah. so they call you modern Malay woman. Yeah, interesting yeah. because I got that <laughs> term from my non-Malay friends. Um. So at first I took it as a compliment, mm-hmm. and then then and and that happened to me because I was in Sunway. Mm. I went to my preu, and oh. then when I went overseas. Obviously, I was the only Malay woman in my my degree course. Mm-hmm. The only non-white person. Oh, okay. And then, uh, they don't know what I am. They just call me Asian or Arab, right? <laughs> but then, when I'm hanging out with my Malaysian friends, and again, not many Malay people, mm-hmm. they were just like, oh, young school, because she's a modern Malay woman. Oh. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then I was like, lama-lama, it becomes like, and then when I get it from their parents, I come mm-hmm. over for dinner. They're like, I like talking to you, young. Because oh. you're such a modern Malay woman okay. So Lama Lama It feels like I think there's a problem with that mm-hmm. Because somehow It kind of reveals An inherent some, Somewhat like a Like an undercurrent Of like yeah. There's actually a yeah. Racism Racism mm-hmm. to that They mean well mm-hmm. But they just don't say it. And at one point When I was around 23, 24 mm-hmm. My friend's mom Love her she feeds me And then like um, <laughs> That's why Yeah that's the explanation uh, right? and then She feeds me And And I actually Told her mm-hmm. Can you please not say that Oh okay Like And because she was saying like I have a few uh, Malay friends You know I like this mm-hmm. one Datin Datin so and so When I was living in Fiji yeah. and, and then she's mm-hmm. a modern Malay woman And mm-hmm. you're a modern Malay woman Like this is great And I'm like mm-hmm. Okay but can, What's wrong with just a Malay woman though mm-hmm. And then she was like Well they're conservative and you're not conservative. Mm. You're open to other people. Mm-hmm. So so there is that stereotype <coughs> ah so you think mm-hmm. Malay w- people are very closed off. Mm-hmm. And I wonder where it comes from. Mm. Obviously that we're opening a box full of shit yeah, here because yeah. I understand where mm-hmm. like the the perception, right? Mm-hmm. How is it like also depends on the area you live? Because I have a friend, like my Chinese friend, and she would just say that, oh, you're my first Malay friend. Mm-hmm. Mm. And she's from Damansara. So I was like, but you live in Damansara, you know, there are a few Malay people there. Mm-hmm. But it's just that, you know, they live like kind of in a group. Mm. So this is when you live in a group of people where it's just your race. You never really get out of that. And then you just grow up. And then when you mix with other people in university, it also just happens to be your own race. 
So when they meet you for the first time, they're like, oh, this person is different only because they're they're the only people from another race that they've actually gotten to know. Are you the token Malay friend? Are you, uh, are you everyone's... Have you ever... <laughs> I, at one point, I, just, I always feel that at mm. one point of my life, and it, I, I'm mm. proud of it because at least I'm opening up my friend's world in a sense. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, you're my first Malay friend. Mm-hmm. You're, I, I've always been everyone's first Malay friend. Oh. You know? And we, I, we're very good friends. Mm-hmm. It's just that that's when they're like... They, I think the reason why they say I'm open or modern mm-hmm. is because I'm willing to answer their mm-hmm. questions because they don't understand... Okay, mm-hmm. which is fine, but after a while, it feels like you're the modern believer, meaning you will agree with all of my values. Oh, okay. Then, then only we can be together. There's a problem. Okay, mm-hmm. we're talking about liberalism now because then uh, I, I don't want to get into that. Okay, mm-hmm. right. But but um, with you, do you feel like because I have another stereotype that people throw at me, saying like uh, you're religious, therefore. Because you okay, do you say do you think you're the token <coughs> Malay friend or like the sorry the modern Malay woman for your non Malay friends because you pakai tudung or do you think they can see your friend from Damansara mm-hmm. they think you're my first Malay friend is because you pakai tudung because mm. you know there's also because hmm. I, I don't know because we never got beyond that conversation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. but it's hard to say because like for that group of friends actually she was my. Uh, previous co-worker mm-hmm. and like there's three of us so because we were really close yeah. but the other girl was Chinese but she's from Kajang so when she speaks Malay she sounds Malay and right. she knows everything the lingo yeah the lingo the adat and everything and there's this one time um, I think my uh, Damansara friend was talking about getting her nails done like oh we should get manicure and I'm like oh I don't really like manicure because blah 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 mm. like I'm trying to give an excuse to not get <laughs> into it <laughs> but my other friend was like well yeah obviously you can't because nanti tak bismaya yeah, okay, huh? yeah. and then my Damansara friend like what? You can't pray because you wear nail polish, and, and then a girl from Damansara. Yeah, and yeah. then I have to like explain like, oh, you know, Uncle I would. But that's the thing, like from you know the girl from the Chinese girl from Kajang, like knew exactly like I don't even have to elaborate or whatever. But yeah. you know the girl from Damansara doesn't, so it's hard to say if I'm the token or not because you know we live in a multiracial country you know mm. we kind of absorb and understand each other on different levels mm-hmm. some people don't know you at all like you could be an alien and they don't know anything about your culture or they could really know your culture but be completely of different race they just understand oh this is like how you are mm-hmm. so i don't always have that feeling of like oh i'm an outsider or or I have to explain myself sometimes when i have to ex- explain myself that's when i'm like oh you don't know you know mm. and i would Go like, but you're Malaysian. Yeah, you they, should know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because mm. I think, yeah, I think growing up in Subang was like, um, even though my close group of friends are mostly Malay, but we mix around. You know, mm. we have close Chinese Indian friends as well. So it was never. Um, I never felt like, oh, okay, you know, you're different than me. It it it, it didn't click to me until I went to UIA, where it's just like. Malay everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> like there's so many Malays, you know. Chop, do you must you must speak you are A right? Were, <laughs> were you in Nilai? Uh yeah, I had experienced Nilai. Oh, oh my god, I was Are we the same one. age? Uh, I don't know how old are you? I'm I'm nineteen ninety punya. Oh age. yeah, yeah. We're the same age. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. Wait, you went to Nilai? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had one semester in PJ and one semester in Nilai. 
She has a she has a Sophia has a very interesting story. She only stays in your life for four days. Oh, and okay. I dropped out. <laughs> and then she I dropped, dropped out, out of UIA. Yeah. So I, we, we, we would have been like yeah, we Yeah, we would have met and yeah. whatever. Yeah. But I guess. Okay. They decided differently. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, wanted, I, want, I wanted to know this whole modern Malay woman mm-hmm. from your perspective about... Because it came from... Yeah. Meet Malay people. Yeah, because... Um, yeah, that's the thing about like living in a bubble. It's like you think that everyone has the same life experience as you do, and then when you meet people from you know different backgrounds, like mm-hmm. class, race, and everything, it's such an eye opening because you think like you know how Malaysians are, and, and then the next thing you don't know them at all, and right. you feel like, oh, is this you know my life is a lie? Okay, that's not to that point. <laughs> but, you know, you feel like, oh, okay. I don't know everything there is about, you know, my culture or my identity mm-hmm. and so on. So when I went to UIA, you know, um, I speak English with my Subang friends as well, like even though they're Malay. And this was an issue, by the way, even in Subang. They're like, why do you speak English to your Malay friends? Siapa were, tanya tu? Uh, Malay people or non-Malay people? No, non-Malay. Chinese. Okay, cool. Mm. They're like, why? You know, you're Malay. She's Malay. Why are you speaking? Because like, um, I think they speak Chinese to each other. Right. Yeah. So that's why they're like, uh, why are you doing this? We're just, I don't know. Do people call you Malay Chulok? No, because not, to my, <laughs> <laughs> not to my face. Not to my face. Yeah, not that I know of. Okay. What about orang kampung? Uh, no, they don't. They don't. Yeah. Even though, do you speak English to your family? Uh, like immediate family or your your sister? Yeah, yeah, we do. Do you don't get like comments from people about no, that? No, no. Okay, cool. You're you're know. blessed. Do you get it? Uh, Even like among your family members. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not 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 not. Uh, you <clears throat> can like oh Safia ni masale. Mm. Oh, it's good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they call me like, oh, it's not Masaleh. But most of my cousins are living in Kong Valley. So, my cousins, yeah. no. Like, we don't... No, I'm talking mm-hmm. about extended family members who are not in... Kong Valley? Yeah. Uh, but also my, high school, my, also my high school... Also uh, my high school... High school shout-out. SNK Sa'as. Why not? Uh, why not? <laughs> you all want to shout-out? Not sponsored. Out <laughs> uh, like it's a Malay school. It's mm-hmm. like ninety eight percent Melayu. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just but we don't get crap for it. Oh okay. So I was like, is it because it's like you know those kola? Orang orang cakap Melayu juga. No, like you know that that yeah like there's different levels of schools. Like at the kola pun wawasan. I don't know what it's called. Oh okay okay. What's it called? No, it, I think ours is just a normal, normal school. Oh, school okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like orang lain cakap Melayu kot. Yeah lah. Mm-hmm. Maybe like. I was always I was known as like oh she can speak good English, mm-hmm. but people don't give me crap for speaking mm-hmm. English. Mm-hmm. You know, my our mom gives crap that our our terrible Malay. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Boleh kau boleh cakap na you tu boleh macam selalu dapat A untuk English tapi B untuk Malay lah kan. Eh B M is hard okay. Malay is hard. Yeah. Okay no you you write in she writes in Malay. Oh no no you don't I know. Since when do I write Malay? I thought Ramang is like no, Ramang is in English. It's your, your the title. Your work is in English. Yes, all okay. of my work. That's why you should read. <laughs> Don't become like me. When you want to interview somebody, do your research. <laughs> Just lama je ajak orang datang all the way to Shalau and they're like not no shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like, good to know. <laughs> okay. So like, my child, what kind of um. Um, like talking about like let's let's talk about uh being a Malay woman at the workplace, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you what kind of do you get like 
What kind of shit do you get? No, we just like focusing on the shit. No, no, no. Are there like no, no, no? We're not focusing on shit, but we're just like looking at like are there different experiences that you had to go through that was uniquely because of you're a Malay woman. Hmm. Man, let's talk about your job interview. I think I have like because um, do I? Your job interview, because remember? that's the thing. Like, whenever people act, or uh, like, um, if I ever get racist flag, I kind of like erase it from my mind, right? Because I don't want that to affect me, mm. you yeah. know. Because I know, like, oh, if I start, if somebody acts that kind of way to me, mm-hmm. and I know if I'm gonna do it to somebody else, mm-hmm. then it's still on me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, somebody could be racist to me, but I don't have to be racist to somebody else. Mm. So I always try to just kind of like, you know, this is just one person. I'm just gonna ignore it. So I think it didn't affect me in a way that leave an impact on me. Mm. You know, like change my ideals or anything like that. I would still be the same if somebody does crap on me. Like, have you ever <clears throat> gone out of your way mm-hmm. to kind of like prove yourself mm. because of the stereotypes? I think when I was working in Asia, that was a bit hard. Why? Oh, yeah? Because they were very like hoo ha. You know, like party, like mm-hmm. very relaxed and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, like even our, what's it called? Uh, they have like a yearly event party yeah. thing, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like a really flat out party. It's just like you know, free flow beer. Yeah. You know, party until three a.m. Actually, right. people are expected to stay until three a.m. because you get free stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. You get like money, like shit tons of money. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Yeah, they got like, I think. A few hundred thousand, Whoa. if I'm not mistaken. Why? Just being at the party? Yeah, because you get it's like a, a, a it's not a lottery. It's the what's it called? Is it like a money machine? You go in, you grab as much money. No, it's like like you get a ticket and then you put the ticket inside this. Uh, macam, what is it called? It's like a, it's it like called? a jab, jabutan butuah. <laughs> ah, jabutan like butuah. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. So like um, the longer the night goes, mm-hmm. the higher the money that you get. Damn. So you start everything from one thousand and then. One thousand starting yeah. off from one thousand. God, twenty nine. Can I join? <laughs> so I'm like, much um, I'm already because I live with my parents and I can't stay out of town. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a whole other yeah. thing. So yeah. can relate, can relate. Yeah, yeah, so like I can't stay until like three a.m. and stuff, and that's kind of. I wouldn't say they look down upon it, but it's not like fun. Uh, like, oh, you're not gay. You're party people. Mm. Yeah, party mm. people are like, oh, can I you? Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, so it's one of those things. But I feel like... Do, do you pernah tak kena rasa peer pressure? Or you said, I'll just... Not saying like you did mm-hmm. stuff, but you're just like, I'll just stay back. No. For one. Like, no. No. Because I think, like I said, like I grew in Subang, and those kids go clubbing at 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So like, when you're... um, So my friends have always been... Like you know, hey, I think I let's go clubbing just mm. one time. Mm. You know, just like <coughs> just for experience. I'm like, no, I can't. If I get too dong, there's mm-hmm. no way. I can it's just... weird. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. You it's guys, not, it's, it's not like much. Um, what did you? Okay, yeah. technically you put it in my soul, but it's yeah. just the fact that it's weird. Yeah, and you're gonna be the only person there. Yeah, dong. Yeah, and it's just it's just not somewhere where I want to be. You know. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you wear tudong, you kind of represent all Muslim women in the yeah. world, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. So you kind of don't really want to be that guy or, like, mm. you that person who becomes, oh, the hijabi, he went clubbing. Right. So, um, yeah, so, like, my life is just like, no, I can't do that or I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, it's not comfortable for me because I don't like 
uh, flaking out on my friends. Mm-hmm. But it's just something that I know if I don't do it, then I'll be really uncomfortable and I'm going to regret it. So right. I just don't even try. Mm. Like, yeah. Were there any <laughs> skills, uh, like for me, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I... Because you said, okay, luckily for us, la, mm-hmm. as a, because we talk a lot, mm-hmm. right? When uh, have we not spoken? Like, is that, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't have to... But I've tried some experiments mm-hmm. where I just I try to be quiet. Like mm-hmm. I'm in a new environment and I try to be quiet mm-hmm. and not oh, open that's my mouth. New. <laughs> yeah, and it's I an experiment. <laughs> it's an experiment, Sabrina. <laughs> and I wanted to see how would people respond to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like to a certain extent there is that stereotype that like, people glaze over me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they don't expect much from you. No, or no. Yeah. It's like it's when I open my mouth and I say mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I have an opinion," mm-hmm. and then they're like, at first because if I if I stick quiet for a bit too long, yeah. they're almost a bit resistant. Mm-hmm. Because it's like And it's a bit of a power struggle Where I'll be like Give me the money <laughs> <laughs> let, me t- let me tell you What yeah. I'm thinking You know yeah. what I mean So there was a bit of that So there is a bit of a glaze over Yeah And I can see the immediate respect mm-hmm. Like the change in their eyes The moment I can speak English Yeah mm. You know That's something that After a while I was proud of Because it got me to places mm-hmm. It opened doors for me Yes English is the key Yeah But what does that say to About other people Like mm-hmm. other Malay women Young not as lucky to have that exposure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you, you were born and raised in, in Subang, kan? Like yeah. you're from Subang. We're born in Shalam. Like yeah. we're privileged. Mm-hmm. But what about people in Kampung? You know <coughs> what I mean? So, so after a while, I'm like, well, this is a double standard. That's mm-hmm. you know, that's not cool, lah, for mm-hmm. Malay women. And it's very weird. Like after now, I'm working after a while, almost yeah. five years now. Like. Seeing how to see Malay women in in, in leadership positions, mm-hmm. you know, like very rare, mm-hmm. like because at meetings they don't expect you to speak up. Yeah, or like you have like the bitch boss kind of thing, like oh if it's a female boss it's gonna be hell. But yeah, but, but, but I think but I think it's a common thing. Yeah, like, that's yeah. like a woman thing. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah. woman thing. But mm-hmm. like a, as a race thing, mm-hmm. it's like um, I've decided. Like my thing right now is that okay, I'm gonna be me. I can speak English. I'll do my mm-hmm. thing, but I'm gonna like <coughs> dress in a way where like I'm very Malayu. So mm-hmm. I wear baju kurung. Oh, okay. I think because you went to Sunway, right? Yeah. Because it's a very um, I think Malays are minority there. Yeah. 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 So I think you do kind of but put I'm it always... out there like, hey, I'm gonna be like the symbol of we're I mean, not symbol like mascot or something or spokesperson. Of Malay people and I mean, like I was in, I mean, <coughs> I was in TFM. Mm-hmm. I was in, 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 in um, I'm not gonna name that company. And then, but like, <laughs> but like I, I, I was there as well. And my previous company, mm-hmm. like talking about partying, uh-huh. like when I was there at the firm, the how people bond over is to go drinking. Yeah. And then they were like, everybody would, regardless whether you're Malay mm-hmm. or everybody would go drinking. But then they see me suddenly the one time lady. Oh. Right? With the two like, oh, the party pooper is here. <laughs> <laughs> the they're like, oh, we can't do it because yeah. Young's here. Yeah, or like, they want to go someplace and turns out it's not halal. They're yeah. like, oh, we have to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. which is like, I don't really mind that, but mm-hmm. it, uh, because it is what it is, you mm-hmm. know, like I don't have to join, mm-hmm. you can just go ahead, you know, I don't take it personally mm-hmm. because I have seen like some Malay people who get triggered, mm-hmm. like macam, just by their mere mention like, hey, we're going to go to a bar, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, stop no. <laughs> like, how dare you bring out that word in front of me, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, okay. yeah, but like, but yeah, like, um, with, with you, like, 
again because you you don't really dwell on it do you mm. yeah on this no because i don't want to dwell on it yeah you know, like um because it's i feel like racism is something that you have to fight all the time yeah that it's not like fighting like you know you have to fight to resist it right yeah you know you have to see like the bigger picture and you can't always think like oh is it because of me or something maybe it is because of you and not your race yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know yeah, so yeah. i get that but I think because I just think about all my non-Malay friends and, you know, if what if I never met them simply because they're a different race of me because I don't want to get to know them or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like my life would be, like, so much less colorful, yeah. you know? I mean, I am very much pro-diversity. Like, yeah. I always like to go... Like, if I have to work in a company, I always pay a company that is diverse, right. mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, so I don't really dwell on it. I think there is one time at work... Uh, at a previous working place where my boss didn't really like me as much as my other colleagues and my friend my Chinese friend was like oh do you think she's being racist see right. <laughs> and I was like no let's not go there you yeah. know like I don't wanna because I can't control yeah. you know what I mean like I can't yeah. control how people feel about me or anything like that so to dwell on it it's gonna affect how you treat other people and mm. how you treat yourself too because you feel like oh am I not good enough or something mm-hmm. and you know nothing good will come from that ever so I just try not to think about that. I mean, it's not... I think it's easier said than done, you know? Because I don't think anyone has ever done anything to me that would really affect me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I could swipe it away. But, yeah, I guess, you know, um, do I was you lucky have, in a way. Do you... Um, okay, let's, let's take a turn here. Do you have um, any... At this point of your life, are you aware of any pressures uh, that is laid on top of you uh, because of your race? Like any, like it come, it can come from anywhere. Like my child, the expectations. Probably. The expectations is usually from our own race. Yeah, like right? what? Like yeah. what? Like I mean, okay, uh, we want to talk about the story I did for Tudo. It's right. actually uh, two characters. Her name one is Zainab, one is Alia. Zainab is a free hair girl. Mm-hmm. You know she. As a band, she goes singing and stuff. Um, and Alia is a girl who wears tudong. And both of them have this view of each other that, oh, the other person is freer or the other person is more privileged or mm. they have a better life in Malaysia because of reasons. But actually, both of them are, you know, they have their own obstacles and they should see each other as people they should unite and you know understand that even though they don't experience the same thing mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're not in the same boat and there, there's a reason why there are double standards between women who wear tudong and women who don't wear tudong because when you raise one person up you know you get to like uh, push down the other person so whatever privilege you get is kind of like it gives a negative impact to the other person anyways so that's one of the I think one of the disappointments, I guess, in my life is that knowing that even among Malay women, we can't really be united about this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we don't see each other as equals. Right. You know, especially when I was in UAE. Like, this whole thing came when I was studying UAE because, um, because, like, you know, I go to concerts and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, even when I was wearing Tudo, 
I mean, I've always worn tudong since I was 11. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, telling my friend who... No, she's not my friend. Yeah. <laughs> my doormate. My yeah. doormate is like, oh, I'm going to a concert. Uh, I can't remember who that guy is. But it's basically, I was like, oh, I'm really excited. I want to go to this concert. And she's like, oh, you're going to a concert. So you're going to buka tudong lah. Mm-hmm. And I was oh. like, no, I'm just going to go there, you know. And it's a sit-down concert. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm going to be in mosh pit and just yeah. like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, feeling everyone up, losing my mind. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a sit-down concert. It was fine. Uh, wait, it's James Morrison. Oh. oh. Yeah, James Morrison. Uh, so, like... I love him. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, you know, and she gave me this look like, oh, like, oh, you pakai tudong, but you go to concerts. Mm. You know? And um, another um, incident was that, you know, my... Also, my doormate, the same one with her friends, were talking about this girl because she wears tudong, but she has a boyfriend. And mm-hmm. they were, like, slamming her like crazy. They're like, oh, you know what? Like, like, you shouldn't be all this and that. You shouldn't go out dating. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, they don't wear tudong and they have boyfriends. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I was like, how is that any different from you, you mm-hmm. know? And they were saying like, oh, you know what? It's better that I don't wear tudong than do all this stuff. So then I don't look like a hypocrite. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you did not. But I didn't say that. I was just like inward like, oh, okay. So this is how other like people who don't wear tudong see people who wear tudong mm. and just do their thing. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> Talking about that, I think for me, I feel that to stand and stand every... Uh, uh-huh. Each person yang pakai tudung ke tak pakai tudung are, are, are like pernah guilty of doing this thing. Yeah. Right? A, you lay that double standard, yeah. right? Now, uh, what's your relationship like with tudung? Hmm, I think um, like I wore it since I was eleven, and it was like kind of a, a simple, innocent thing. Like, oh, I got my period, so I guess I wear tudung now. You know, yeah, like yeah. I didn't think of like the social baggage that comes with it. Did you come to it naturally? Like you just embraced it? Yeah, it was it was like cold turkey. Like really? it was literally like the next day. Yeah, mm. I think for us it's like that too. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. The same. yeah, it's like I the moment because, you get your period, yeah. you're like, "You're a woman now. Now put this cloth on your head." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and but I have an older sister, and she's already wearing tudong, so it mm. was easier for me to embrace it because you really? know you I never s- questioned it. No, I never questioned it. You didn't feel comfortable. I mean, you uh, never felt uncomfortable. I think I only felt uncomfortable when like I was in high school. Why? Yeah. Because. Then you start interacting with other people, and then they start mm. going out to parties, and then boys yeah. came into the picture, and right. then you know, um, I think when it and it kind of piles up from that, like what you could do and stuff. And I think I remember perfectly the moment where I realized I cannot do just whatever I wanted was uh, Yuna. <laughs> remember Yuna when she was still rising up? Yeah. yeah. Because before that, I was like a huge fan of Yuna. Like I used to listen to her MySpace channel. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Oh. So this was like early days, yeah. like YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, she posted songs on her YouTube and everything. And there was like whole articles, you know, just talking like, oh, can Yuna sing songs while wearing tudong? Mm. You know, like is it allowed? And I was just thinking, you know. That's crazy because it's not like she's the first Malay woman to sing, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. mm-hmm. and she's not the first Malay woman wearing tudong to sing. It's yeah. just that she was singing pop songs right. instead of, you know, Islamic songs. So right. she kind of fell into the cracks, right? You know, because if you want to do this, you either become like a free hair woman or you just sing lagu Islam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's when I'm like, oh, okay, I see. You know. So like, you for for with, with Yuna, you mm-hmm. you realize of that. Yeah, like standard. I can't. 
just you know because when you were growing up my parents always say if you want something you can just go ahead and do exactly it. you know you can you dream it and they realize that that's not true because i mean sure you can do that but do you want to be that trailblazing person who faced all those kind of obstacles mm-hmm. and hurdles and stuff you don't want to do that you know you kind of want to just go after your dream and you don't care about anyone else exactly but it's hard when people make all these kind of rules you know um out of your control and especially yeah. if you're in the public eye you know that's even harder so what is the options like it's either you don't go for it or you go for it but in secret or you go for it in public and just face whatever double standard crap that you have to do mm-hmm. and they're all not great options right mm-hmm. so that's kind of like my issue of i think the struggle i think I wanted to like Going back to the whole mm-hmm. Because that I realised When you mentioned about like Oh I I got my period And then now mm-hmm. pakai tudung Right yeah. That's something like <laughs> I don't think about it And I realised Oh that is a common thing That yeah. Malay women go through yeah. Because that's what happened to us too yeah. Now Now I can say what mm-hmm. Like how I feel about that But Sabrina Like in, as your sister I could just see Like I feel like You and Soraya Kind of embraced it immediately mm-hmm. Like you guys didn't question uh, Like how did you feel about like no, before even I got my period, yeah, I did ask uh our mom before like, mm-hmm. oh, can I wear tudung? Because I think it's not because of, I think it's because of society too. Because when I go out, I see people wear tudung and I'm not wearing it. I feel uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. am I doing something wrong? Like, oh really? Yeah. yeah. At what age was that? I was like nine or something. Okay. <laughs> and then I was like, You're oh, very uh, socially aware. <laughs> So I was like Looking at my cousins And all I mean like You know like Some of the kids They start wearing Tudung since young right Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was And then they'll be like Looking Kids Being kids They'll be like Oh tak pakai tudung oh, Like mm-hmm. that right So I'll be like Oh mm. I remember that A bit yeah. of that Yeah Oh really uh, Yeah And then mm. I'm like mm, Hmm And then one day I asked our mom mm-hmm. Like can I wear tudung And then she said Why For what Just wait for your time And then I'm like Okay Okay I'll just wait But then when I Got to it I feel like, oh, why do we, why do I have to wear it like now? Why not since before? Like I don't know. I I I have a thing with tudung. I don't mind people not wearing mm-hmm. it or wear it. I don't. But you like it. it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it comes naturally. Because <laughs> here's the thing, I struggle with it. Mm-hmm. I cannot. Like I, I. Do you take it off? Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, uh, so, so here's the thing. Uh, I was excited mm-hmm. that I'm gonna wear tudung because that will make me a woman. Like mm-hmm. I'll be older, oh, you know. Okay. Like so, so, so I knew mm-hmm. that I'm gonna wear tudung mm-hmm. at when I get my period, mm-hmm. right? So I and at one point when everybody started getting the ass, I started wearing tudung. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm still. Then people would know. Oh, oh. Dia tak, dia tak pakai <laughs> <laughs> so it's a peer pressure, it's a peer pressure thing. Because I'm a very sociable person, uh-huh. so I social acceptance to a certain extent is uh-huh. quite important to me uh-huh. lah. Growing up, so so when I uh, got my period uh-huh. and I was like, yes, so I'm gonna be a woman now, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So wore it for the first time, hated it, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, did you even like not try it before? Like just kulit kiki lah, kulit kiki macam kulit kiki. I I was one of those kids when growing up pergi mengaji pakai tudung kan. Wow, I was like. All of us would took it oh, out, yeah, yeah. but I didn't never knew. I never dressed to me like when I took it out. I felt Im- immense relief, mm-hmm. you know. So when I had to wear it like full time. Mm-hmm. I just felt like 
yo this is uh <laughs> this is the commitment mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i'm not ready i'm not comfortable mm-hmm. i look ugly like it doesn't go mm-hmm. with my outfit you mm-hmm. know suddenly i have to think about what hey, i what wear age was this i was in 12 oh, i got I, I got oh yeah 12 mm-hmm. so macam i remember like paka and i took it off i remember having conversation with my mom and uh, and ma- mama was like uh why did you take it off and i'm like mm. i don't know i just don't like it but then it became like a forceful thing yeah. for me yeah. it's just like out of all our sisters I'm the one who's always like we go out mm-hmm. keluar rumah but like we actually take it off at the mall. Oh really? Because I was just like But wait, um do your parents know about this? Eventually they know mm-hmm. and they were not happy about it. Uh-huh. And then I was just like can I because to me it became a limitation. Mm. Like I I I I went to high school I realized like ah like I either like I look the same mm-hmm. or I'm just like I can't be my personality doesn't fit the tudong. Mm. So it's like well, so you had an idea of what tudong girls are supposed to be like. Yeah, I had that stereotype. Mm-hmm. Uh because I looked at uh, I looked at the people around me who wear tudong because my best friends even mm-hmm. though they're they're Malays but they don't don't want to pakai tudong and they mm-hmm. get to be themselves. Oh, okay. And my personality matched theirs. Mm-hmm. And but I pakai tudong and I could see how people would treat me differently. Mm-hmm. Because I have that, and this is mm. in the Malay community, yeah. right? And then people will kind of be extra hard on me, were saying like, "You're too this, you're too yeah. that." Because on top of that, because you have to do, like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You're not repping us well. So when I and I felt, oh, this is just a, it's a limitation, mm-hmm. you know. So I was angry. I was actually very angry with the hijab for a long time, mm-hmm. and then all throughout, even up <gasps> till in uni. Like when I was in New Zealand, the the in my first year was the year where I fully rebelled, and mm-hmm. I'm just like. Like, give me time to get un- to understand this idea. I know it is right, but it's my journey, and mm-hmm. the fact that I'm being forced to it, I was really like, it just doesn't fit me, lah. Mm-hmm. So I did all of that, and I took. I remember our parents were really disappointed because mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, I think that's the baggage that you yeah. have, like your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like macam can I just have a space where I'll make sense of yeah. this? So so when so I have so you can embrace it naturally. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, not because I have to. Mm-hmm. The whole reason I have to is will never work on me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so when I saw people like Yuna, mm-hmm. like for you 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 became aware of the double standard. Mm-hmm. For me it was like an empowerment thing. Mm-hmm. Like I was like Yo, I can be myself and I can do this in while wearing tudong. That's amazing mm-hmm. because she's doing her shit. While wearing tudong, and she doesn't mm. give a fuck, right? Yeah. So, so I was mm-hmm. like, yo, I want to be people like you. I, I like Yuna, and I'm gonna support her. And apapun whoever comes forward with hijab, I'm just mm-hmm. like, yes, you do you. My turning point with hijab, where I become a lot more, I wore it because I want to, mm-hmm. was in my third year of uni, mm-hmm. where I realized it bothered me when people didn't know that I'm Muslim mm-hmm. on first glance. Oh, okay. And they're just like they will ask my friend, oh you're celebrating Ramadan, but I could post it juga. You know what I mean? But it was, it was, it was nothing. in New Zealand. No? It was in New Zealand. Oh, okay. And and I like the respect that comes with it when I pakai tudung. Just mm. that people are a bit more delicate with you. Mm. I'm not delicate, but I'm just saying like <laughs> I, I appreciate <laughs> mm-hmm. that you yeah. are. But is in New Zealand. No, kat sini juga. Oh, okay. Like I started to see, mm-hmm. like I, 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 uh, part of part of me tak pakai tudung masuk kat New Zealand at the start was the fact I was I was scared lah. I was scared mm-hmm. of I would become a target for anything. Mm-hmm. But I realized no, like the opposite happened. Like people don't bother me. People respected me a lot more. People opened doors for me. Like people were literally treating me really? like yeah. Oh, okay. I I know not everybody mm-hmm. got that kind of treatment, but I got that and I. 
felt I felt like that was the moment for me to like embrace it. Mm-hmm. And also on top of that, largely is because people didn't know I'm Muslim, mm-hmm. and obviously having a number young doesn't really help. Also, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's so like you're Chinese or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, like whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm just like no. I'm a Muslim, you know. Mm. So I embrace being a Muslim first, lah, compared mm-hmm. to being a Malay. But now mm. I'm trying to figure that out. Like, what does mm-hmm. it mean to be a Malay mm. woman, pula? You know. <laughs> I Muslim. remember during that period when you were in New Zealand and yeah. you took off your tudung, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Your hijab. Yeah. I got a lot of shit before because of that. Yeah. Why? Yeah. From our parents. Why? From my mom. Uh, from our mom especially. Yeah. Because yeah. she's like, oh, you don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't be like that. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. like. Yeah. Gives me a lot of crap. Yeah. And uh, at that point, I guess I was like, uh, I had, I think I I struggled a bit with that too. I'm like, why are you forcing this on us? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. is it like, is it a must? Of course, it's a must. In yeah. Islam, mm-hmm. But I was like, is it uh, is it like, so bad that someone is not wearing tudung? Mm-hmm. And is it like, is that because of that someone is like not Muslim? A Muslim. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I struggled with it, but I didn't tell her. Yeah. <laughs> Because th- at that point She was being too forceful That yeah. I, I don't want to like Like you know, we want to fight fire with yeah, fire Yeah You can change people's minds Yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So so that was that So like mm-hmm. I struggled uh, I didn't come into it naturally mm-hmm. I, I just like felt like I need time to understand That's why I get triggered very fast mm-hmm. I get triggered when Especially if men say like That's not <laughs> the right thing to do You should cover up Fuck you yeah. <laughs> you know, Like, like yeah. Do you have a cloth on your head In a Malaysian weather Yeah like, Have you tried I, I, I'm not gonna deny it. It's hot mm-hmm. Okay Like for me it's hot So so, But now I wear it Because it's my identity mm-hmm. I have yeah. to admit though Like Yes it's, it's, it's a service to God And everything mm-hmm. But for me it's more so Because it's my identity now mm-hmm. And I'm fully embracing it mm-hmm. Double standards though Do you find yourself judging People who took off their tudung? No You know? No. Like you never had experienced that double standard? Wait, like me? Like you Because you know uh-huh. just people doing that double standard Like uh-huh. macam Oh, kau ni Whatever But do you find yourself like mm, Doing really. that? Because I always Even when I was a kid Like I knew it was a choice Mm. Like I think you weren't given a choice But yeah. I was given a choice Right Because when I told my mom That I want to wear tudung She was like Why? Mm. You know I you know If you wear it now You can't take it off ever mm-hmm. But I'm giving you the choice To not wear it Yeah mm. You know So she wants me to wait Until I'm 18 or something And I was like Nah You know Oh that's <laughs> nice Because yeah. I was like Okay I didn't get it You know So right. I was like No it's fine Everything will be fine Right You know But so But when in high school That's when I start to like Oh Okay, I see now the double standard. Mm. But you know, I have a lot of friends who, macam, you know, wear tudung and tak wear tudung mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see their journey, you know. So and I respect them for that, you know. Yeah. I understand it is their journey, you right. know. And it's whether or not they want to embrace it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's not really my place to say like, oh, you're a failure or whatever. Since you know, I was given the choice to choose. Right. They should give them the choice to choose. And I think that's one of the things that I really wanted for Malay women is the choice to choose mm. where to do whenever they want. Yeah. You know? And it means taking it off or taking it on. You mm-hmm. know, because um, at the e- the end of the day, it's still them. You know. Yeah. And if you do see it as like you know a part of worship to God, it's still their worship. To yeah. God, you know, so mm. they should choose how to worship God if mm. they wanted to. So I never It's never really A problem or an issue Or something that I find My problem mm-hmm. You know Like I don't see it As something that I should be concerned with mm-hmm. Like yeah Funnily enough for me Is the fact I think it could be Part of my upbringing also lah mm. Not to like Talk smack on Our upbringing <laughs> It's just that 
Yes, I take it off, I take it on back mm-hmm. then, but like I do find myself because that's me un- not understanding the reason, can? Like mm-hmm. I was struggling with it, but then I do find myself low key judging mm-hmm. like women who take it off, mm-hmm. like who was wearing it and then took it off. Is it because you kind of secretly like feel envious? Like, not envious, like you kind of relate to them, but you don't want to feel related to them, so that's why you kind of react in a negative way. Probably. Yeah. So you're like projecting. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> because I like because like Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Mm. But obviously that's something like I think like I'm I think I worked it over already. Mm. Like I'm like like even with like because after a while I was thinking, how am I gonna talk to this to my daughters? Mm. You know, if when I, if I have daughters, right? How am Don't I gonna have daughters? <laughs> Don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's such an Amalayu thing to say. How I dare know, you? I know. I get flagged for it when I f- say like, "Oh, I don't want kids," and they go like, "What's wrong with you?" Oh, <laughs> you know. Okay, do tell. Like, especially like, uh, like, oh, yeah, m- Malay woman. How can mm-hmm. you not? Like, Malay women are known to have and a lot of kids. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what? I don't know. I think you know. It's the pregnancy part that scares me. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I see it as like a physical horror kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you're being ripped to shreds. In like your most sensitive part, <laughs> but okay, that's one and two. Like the idea of raising someone for the rest of their life, you know, because mm. even though you know we think like oh, okay, by the time they're eighteen, it's done for. I don't no, think so. I'm no. pretty sure motherhood is like forever. Yeah. You know? So committing yourself to that kind of selflessness. Yeah. To another person. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of love. A lot of you blood. should feel what <laughs> yeah. I don't right now yeah. so I don't think I should raise a child <laughs> but I try to like kind of put that in my yeah. mind uh, in my mom's head and I think like she's slowly taking it in <laughs> yeah because I'm very like I'm very straightforward with my parents like right. you know because I want them to be ready when the time comes that there will be a point where you know like our interests diverge I guess what are your <laughs> thoughts on marriage and let's mm. talk about that the mm. uh, the Malay woman pressures on, of needing to get married. Oh my god! I think my sister would be great at this because she was really pressured. Like I could see my mom like every week was like, "When are you gonna get married? When are you gonna get?" <laughs> How married? old is she? She got married at thirty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, to you it's fine, but to my mom's like, "Oh, when I was thirty, I was already had two kids." Okay, oh, yeah. our mom did yeah. say that. She said, "I had to talk kilang." You know what I mean? I've had four of y'all already. Yeah. You know, but she doesn't say that often, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So for yeah. you, yeah, much I'm like yeah. pressure, but and I think like I think she also my mom was not aware of the changes that would happen mm-hmm. if my sister get married. As in, like she would you know like not stay with her anymore. She would have her own life, and I think that point kind of made her change her mind about me getting married. That, so you don't get the pressure. I mean, I get it, but it's like less. Definitely less Because last time Oh my god It was relentless Like I felt sorry For my sister And she was like Constantly on Tinder Just like Okay just swiping Left and right (laughs) (laughs) I hate Tinder Yeah because it's like Almost every week She's like Oh you know You should get married by now Like don't you have Anyone special Like I do get Like oh Don't you have anyone Don't you have any friends And I'm like I have a lot of friends Friends who are girls And she's like That's so useless And I'm like My friends are not useless You know But um, Yeah but You know the level of pressure She put on me Was definitely decreased Because Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think she just realized that if I get married, she will not see most of her children 
a lot and she has like two kids yeah and she's very the type of mother that's like oh i want my kids with me all the time 24 7 right. we should have dinner together yada yada so i think it just occurred to her that will happen and mm-hmm. i'm like and think she's like slowing down phone phone <laughs> so yeah so yeah i mean but there's the pressure is still there people still you know when you know like your aunties and uncles go like oh when's your turn you know mm-hmm. oh bila you know your friend it's always friend for some reason mm-hmm. <laughs> and Hello? um yeah i think there is like that but in my oh. family there are a few of my female cousins who have not got married and they're like 30 40 mm-hmm. so i mean it's not as pressure as I feel like other families would because mm-hmm. I think they understand like oh for some people it might not ever happen right yeah but yeah for my mom it's still a learning curve for her mm-hmm. it's not for me it's for mm-hmm. her for her to understand that you know I'm gonna take my time mm-hmm. do you feel that um, what, what are your thoughts on Malay women who are pressuring themselves to get married like um, I'm sure you've seen them I mean, I know them. I mean, I, I think like if you asked me that a few years ago, I would have a different answer. Okay. Yeah. So what's your answer now? Uh, my answer now is I kind of get it in a way mm-hmm. because when you're at this age, when you're like late twenties, mm-hmm. your friends are kind of gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I don't have like As many friends. Yeah, and like the ones who got married, they're just having their own lives, and I have to like schedule to meet them. You know, like right. appointments. And it can be like a lonely experience mm-hmm. where you don't have anyone to be with mm-hmm. in, you know, on the weekends or whatever. Or, you know, you go through life and realize that you're alone in your path and you kind of want somebody to support you emotionally at least. And you don't have that sometimes. So I get the pressure. It's not necessarily, you know, just to appease the society. I mean, I'm sure there is a lot of that. But there's also a part of you that kind of thinks that, okay, what else is there, mm. you know? Because, like, you realize our generation kind of flies out around. Like, you know, our generation, like, lives in a lot of countries. Yeah. Actually, like, my friends, they have their own stints of, like, oh, I live in UK, mm-hmm. here, blah, blah, blah. So they already have that experience, you know? So they're kind of asking themselves, like, what next? And right. usually, it's family, right? So, it's kind of, like, I guess, a to-do list. Right. You know, something that they wanted to do at the end. And, I mean... Given your feelings right now, do you mm-hmm. feel uh, you have to get married? It's not like I have to. And I think, like, part of me kind of doesn't want to out of, like, leftover rebellion and, yeah. <laughs> over my parents or society or whatever. But I do kind of opening up to the idea of it. Yeah. Rather than before where I'm just like, no, I'm yeah. an independent woman. Yeah. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but now it's more like, you know what? I would like to have someone to... Chill with. Yeah. Like, chill with. Or, like, have, like, a shared like goal or something like right. a shared journey somebody who's supportive and yeah. stuff because I don't have that much anymore mm. with my usual friends like yeah. they have their own lives now. yeah so do uh, what are your thoughts on the institution of marriage itself <laughs> like, <laughs> like especially from, from a Malay culture uh-huh. kind uh-huh. of thing are there mm. concerns yeah I think like especially when I'm picturing like husband material it scares me because like it's so easy to slip into like the traditional gender roles you yeah. know like oh the husband leads and the woman follows and I'm just not that kind of woman yeah you know and I'm so scared that 
I would have to settle into that pattern mm. just because I feel like there's no other choice. Right. Like, you know, like, oh, this is expected of you or this is the right way or something. And I think that's why I resist getting married because I'm scared of losing so much of myself just to get to this other part of my life. Do you think that's just a woman thing <clears throat> or that's a Malay woman thing? Uh, I think it's both. You know, like, Malay women have very specific kind of gender roles like? I think um, we're still expected to be you know like the nurturing mom yeah. the one who has to be there for their children you know they're still like taboo in like asking the husband to clean up after mm-hmm. the wife like yeah. that's mm-hmm. still like oh my husband cleans the dishes like oh my god you did that you know yeah. and he's whipped no, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. so simple it's not even a thing but somehow we made it into a thing so you know the idea that my my role in a marriage or in a family will be so lopsided it's not something I'm looking forward to mm. you know and it's not just from my parents but also my partner like what if like while we're dating it's all fine and good and equal but when we get married it's not so equal anymore mm-hmm. because sometimes people change or they reveal their true selves you know like what am i getting into and you know like divorces in malaysia and in malay couples is very hard and not siding to malay women at all yeah you know like you can't like i have uh, a cousin who divorced her husband but she didn't technically divorce. It's more like she stayed away from him mm-hmm. and then asked for, what is it called? Fasa or something like that? Yeah, don't yeah. know my terms. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that one is like, it took months of just pure agony. And then the husband finally decides to, okay, you know what, that's it. And then it just took like a few weeks or so and it's done. Mm. And then you realize, oh, okay, you know, it's not just a social thing, but legally as well. Like, we face a lot. Mm-hmm. And... It's a lot of risk to take, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to take that risk. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay lah. Like as a, as a, well, it's been an hour of us <laughs> talking, and <laughs> and I know we didn't actually exactly go to all of our questions, mm-hmm. but so like it's like lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like no, just a, just a wrap up. Like, huh. what did I have been saying all this while? <laughs> Like I, I think I have to read this. Yeah. I'm like, why did Atika talk about? No, I'm pretty sure it's a pure gold. But mm-hmm. I just, I just as a wrap up, like let's just end it with like, um, what does it mean to be a Malay woman to you? Mm. I think especially right now, like after the elections, yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be like a whole new world of exploration because like it's usually you know, um, okay, I have to touch on it, like BN is kind of like a part of Malay culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because they've tied themselves into it. Like, oh, if you are Melayu, then you will be BN, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, BN has your back, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And with that comes with, you know, patriarchal Malay culture as well. Like, right. you have to follow certain rules. So now that we're more, we're like embracing change, you know, maybe we are embracing change in other parts of a culture as well. And, um, recently on Twitter somebody is asking for like 30% Malay and eh, not Malay sorry 30% women leaders in uh, parliament mm-hmm. or is it the cabinet okay I don't know uh, but 30% of women leaders in the country and I think that will open up to a lot more things because the more you see like female representation not just Malay women the more the idea of what Malay woman needs to be becomes more diluted you know right. you have more freedom or fluidity on how to present yourself mm-hmm. so that's what 
I'm kind of hoping for, you know, that we're aiming towards that. There are more choices, more freedom, and definitely more diversity in Malay women themselves, you know. Like, even if we all three of us are Malay women, mm-hmm. yeah. we might represent one type of Malay woman. There are so many different yeah, types. Exactly, you know? exactly. You know, different shades of Malay. That was like basically um that's not a disclaimer. I'm a bit too late. But yeah, definitely. Uh, I think as as a wrap up, uh, I think it's very important to note that this is only majority like ma- mm-hmm. like is Atika's experience, you know, yeah. like and a bit of ours as well. Mm-hmm. And we by no means represent yeah. what it means to be a Malay but at least it's a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, where we just wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Right and tune ho- in for more. <laughs> tune in for more. Hopefully, we'll get more Malay women to talk about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Um, that's it. All right. So, thank you so much for listening. So, this is Safia. And this is Sabrina. And you're listening for Young, Young People. Young people. Oh, I mean, that was a bit late. Bye. Bye. <laughs>